So many things to do. Alright, we're back. Hello. Yeah. Uh, we've been missing for about a little over a week. Oh, I would say a little over two weeks. Well, I guess in the sense of, like, we missed a week, is what I should say. We, oh. There was a week where we should have podcasted yes. and we didn't. Yeah. Uh, because it's been a very busy couple of weeks for very us. Very busy. Oh. Uh, yeah, we've had very little time. Um, we've done uh, lots of things. Mm-hmm. I did a bunch of comic-related stuff. Yes! Uh, I did a couple comic shows. And, and two, two really good ones that went very well. We're, yeah. We're um, I did one in Cork. I feel like I did the Cork one after we last recorded. It, it was very, yeah, cl- it was very it close was. to when we last recorded. I feel like anyway. we, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that Cork one was great. Um, it was a long day. I mean, I left the house at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. And I returned home at like after midnight that night. And in the meantime, I got blackout drunk. You did. In the house, of course. Yeah, on tequila. On tequila. I had some of the gals over and decided to have a, a margarita day. Yeah. Night. It was quite fun. I got home and Aww. you had been, you were passed out fully clothed in bed. Aww. Uh, and I, you had moved a bunch of our stuff into the bedroom because when we have people that's over, that's how you clean up. <laughs> yeah, you just move it into the bedroom. Um, and so I literally like took about four trips, like taking all the oh, stuff out of the bedroom. Oh, you're so good. And you didn't even stir an oh, iota. And you did all, and you're so good. You did all the cleaning up the next day as well because I was so hungover yeah. and I had to go to <laughs> rehearsal and I threw up a couple times and you made me a vegan sausage sandwich <laughs> and you true. cleaned everything up. You were the best husband ever. Well, I try. But, uh, yeah, how was that rehearsal? Because I, I, that was the one rehearsal that we've had for our play, which is She Kills Monsters. Yeah. Um, that was the first rehearsal that we have for the play that I didn't have to go to. Uh, oh, yeah, no, see, I was so worried, because you saw the state I was in, like, even, like, by because the, the rehearsal wasn't until five, but even, like, a, when I had to leave for it around four, I was in a terrible state, and I got there, and I kind of told the director, Dave, like, um... You I'm had not, to. I'm not great. <laughs> um, and I tried to go vomit, but it didn't happen, but then once we were kind of up and running and doing stuff, it was good, yeah. actually. But you had vomited a bunch of times that morning. I Like, twice, yeah. 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 And it was just... Everyone wants to hear what it looked like. It, oh, was, yeah. <laughs> it was and just, how? It was just pure liquid. Like that's it. You know, like yeah. yeah. That's never good. Tequila. Oh. Tequila like, Mockingbird. <laughs> yeah. It's a drag name. I'm sure. I'm sure it someone's called be. Tequila Mockingbird. It's a cocktail for sure. Yeah. Which I mean, why name a cocktail after that book? Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's just because it's fun to say Tequila yeah, Mockingbird. I, I think so. it's that simple. I guess so. Uh. Yeah, and then um, the next weekend I had another comic show, which was in Dublin, which is across the road, so I didn't have to travel down to Cork, so it was a much shorter day. But somebody did travel and surprise us, your parents, which was really sweet. Yeah, I'm very surprising because, like, my parents, you know, and I'm I'm not throwing shade here, but, like, my parents have never come to anything of mine Mm. like they've never come to a comedy show or a play or a comic event so I was genuinely like shocked to see them I and I saw them first I was standing outside having a pint waiting for my friend to show up and then I just see my in-laws and I was like oh my god because for them it's they had to take a train and the train is about what two hours long yeah a little less an hour and 45 minutes yeah yeah but close to two hours all right Yeah. yeah so sweet yeah it's very sweet of them um uh yeah so i mean like it's funny because like there's the there's the myth i don't know maybe it's not a myth 
of like people hating the in-laws. Oh. Um, and uh, you can own very well with yours. Oh, I love them. But I do feel very lucky. Really? That. Yes. Okay. So you, you, I mean, we don't have to name names, but like you have, you know, people in your life that have in-laws that are tough to deal with. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean, I know people who really like their in-laws as well. Yeah. Um, and I know, I just even mean from the point of view of being me, like I was very nervous to meet the parents, very nervous. Now I know you're, you were never nervous to meet the parents because you know no. the parents will love you. Um, but I was very nervous and like it's, it's sort of, I think takes, I, you know, I can be you, very nervous and awkward. So it takes a lot for me to feel comfortable. I'm going to, you still get a little bit nervous sometimes. I do. Like, oh no, I still your, get nervous, but yeah. I think I feel as comfortable as I possibly could. Okay, good. Because I, yeah. wa- I want those nerves to go away soon. I mean, you've been with me for nearly three years now, two and a half. Yeah, no, and they, they, they go away more and more. It's more of the fact of, like, feeling like, yeah, it's that, it's that thing, and, and other people can comment on how you deal with this, but, like, your mom is so, like, making food for us and doing this and doing that, and I'm always like, what, to what extent should I help? To what extent should I, like, <laughs> believe her when she says, leave it, let me do it? You know, yeah. it's like that kind of thing. And I think, I think that's harder for women than for men because as a man, it's, like, a super plus if you help with those kind of things, whereas right. as a woman, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you if you don't? So it's hard for me to know how to navigate that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you sometimes, like, sneak a cleaning in. <laughs> like, my mom will go, like, where's Darcy gone to? And I was like, oh, she's probably, like, cleaning up in the kitchen. And she's like, no, stop her from doing that. Because my, my mom's attitude about it is, is that, like, if you're down with us, it should be a holiday for you. So sweet. And so, you know, and to be honest with you, I think part of it is, is that she doesn't mind. I mean, I, this sounds so fucking, like bullshit duty like and like it sounds like I'm kidding myself but I mean she's said this at great length that she it, she doesn't mind doing like you know cooking for us or, or doing stuff like that because honestly she's bored most of the fucking time I don't know how true that is I, I mean isn't know. she taking care of a baby and like a nearly three year old most days of well, the like, week no, like, it's like I think they do I think they do two or three days a week yeah yeah um, but otherwise, like, you know, she's retired, so is my dad. But she cooks, she's always cooking for your dad. Well, here's, here's my thought on it. Like, I'm not gonna stop trying to help where I can, because if I, if I am trying to help, at least she knows that my heart is in the right place, if, you know? If she's gonna, never gonna be like, what a bitch for trying to help. She might be yeah. like, oh, let me do it, and she might even really rather she do it. But at least she knows that, like, I I don't want to sit there and be lazy, whereas, you know... It's the better of the two options, really. That's what I think. But there there has been times where she sounds, like, frustrated with you because she's like, just let me do it. Like, just let me sit down and relax. Yeah. So I'm always conscious of that, of, like, you know, not wanting to annoy people. So I'm like, okay, if you want want me to do it, I'll sit down. Like. Yeah, but I also can't imagine her being like, what a bitch. Like, my daughter-in-law, like, tries to, you know... No, well, I know. Yeah, she loves you to death. Oh, I love her. My mom is thrilled with you. Uh, but, yeah, and, like, you know, I, yeah, I, I've... Because this is a funny thing. You, this is the first in-laws that you've ever had. Like, even if it's a case of, like, right. sure, you haven't been married before, but right. you haven't had a boyfriend before no, either. No, So you haven't had to deal with, like, your your guy's parents before. No. Uh, whereas, like, I've, you know, I've had... How many relationships did I have? I had three mm-hmm. relationships before you. And uh, I never worried about meeting anybody's parents because uh, 
I'm always the dad's... I'm never a dad's worst nightmare. Right. Like, I'm never a parent's, like, you know, oh, she brought this guy home. Like, I don't rock up, like, with a motorcycle and a leather jacket and, like, you know, tattoos and, like, smoking a joint, like, as I'm walking into the house. I'm the most clean-cut, like, you know, like, polite and respectful, like, boy that a girl can bring home. Yeah. So, like, I never have to worry about that. And then at the same time, like, you know, I can... It was like, so I, I had uh, interviews for a job yes. the week, last week or two, and I wasn't worried about doing interviews because I, I know I can kind of talk someone round to liking me. Even though the job you had an interview for was very competitive because it was like 50 plus people. Um, we keep saying auditioning because it was like an audition because you had yeah. to give a little like presentation, a little speech. Yeah. It was 50 plus people auditioning. Well, we don't know if it was 50 plus. Well, that we, seems like to be a correct estimate. We know there was at least 40 anyway. Well, there were 17 on your day. I would imagine they invited 20 each day, and then maybe a couple of people didn't make it. But Possibly. Either way, about 50 people. Only four people got the job. And, Viva, did you get the job? I got... Uh, well... <laughs> I got it! Yay! I, I, I almost missed my cue. I almost missed it. <laughs> One more time. So, um, did you get the job? Well, I got it! <laughs> What is that a reference to again? What show? It's from the comeback, the comeback. and but it's such a it's such a, um, a perversion and it's yeah. of it at this point. Like the way she says it is totally different. Like Anthony and I have this derivation of it. Well, I got it. Um. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. So uh, that that was um. Yeah, that was that was a kind of like audition in the sense of of yeah, because the, the the job itself involves taking people on tours around. Uh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say where it is, just mm. in case. Okay, just in case. Uh, but, like, it's a, it's, you take people on tours around uh, a, 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 a branded... Um, mm-hmm. So you're a brand... Uh, can I say what, what's your title well, yeah, what the fuck does that mean <laughs> uh, can we actually talk about that for a second so yeah so yeah. I'm called a brand ambassador mm. and I'm basically a tour guide slash uh, gift shop attendant like you know yeah. slash ticket booth mm-hmm. attendant because I do a bunch of different things um, I basically work at this touristy place mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that's such bullshit so they had this so they had this whole thing in, in the in the interview they gave a presentation about themselves right and one of the things they talked about is how they were turning visitors to their center into brand advocates. And they use advocate a lot. Okay, okay, so they want people to... Oh, okay, so they want the visitors to become the advocate. So say that, that the product is called Poopies. They right. want people to be like, oh my god, like poopies is the best. Like, oh, you need, you yeah. need to get some poopies. I got like a, to- a poopies tattoo on my arm. <laughs> he literally mentioned about this, how someone got the brand tattooed on their their like leg or something like you that. You know who is so going to like be getting like poopies tattooed all over them is, is Irish Americans. Like Irish oh, Americans yeah. are the types that are going to be like raving about poopies after they visit. Well, um, that's just it. Like, like I said, it's, it's a tourist point and uh, they said that there was like 3% of their visitors who were Irish. And I think it was something like forty percent American, like nice. yeah, yeah, like they're 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 huge in America. So yeah, um, but yeah, all, it all is. the girls are just gonna fall in love with you. Well, they can fall in love all they want, but I'm a married man. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so so yeah, part of so part of that presentation, he was just doing all that corporate speak. 
Yeah. And I, it was hard. Advocate. Like, even just the fact that they call me a brand ambassador. Right. And then they're, they're advocates. And we want to, use, like, turn these advocates, you know, into lifelong advocates. And, like, because, like, because basically what they were trying to say was they wanted people to do the advertising for them. Yeah. So this, like, touristy center was set up so that, like, they could come visit us and then just, like, keep talking about us. And, like, I have, so I'm, and part of my job is to, like, you know, make these people, like, jazzed about the products. I mean, it's, it, it really is amazing when you think about what it actually is like that it's becoming this huge it is and it's become this really big tourist attraction in dublin um and it's poop you know not that it's poopies it's not it's 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 a good it's good no, but, but, poopies it's, the brand. <laughs> but the brand poop like you know it's not well i guess it does have some history to it but the point isn't history the point is selling the brand right and representing the brand well the, he said as well in this thing and it was i mean it was an interesting presentation i have to say like because yeah. it did talk about like their research and stuff like that but they talked about like um how with the the millennial groups that they you know that group that age group that people always refer to as millennials right. which i hate i don't know why I, I think i only hate the term because when the millennium actually came by that term was like the word millennium was used so fucking much mm. over that course of like a two year period yeah. that I just fucking hated the word and I couldn't <laughs> wait for 2001 to hit so people would stop so people would stop saying the word millennium even though 2001 is really the start of the new millennium exactly but that's but that's <laughs> and then when there were assholes like that running around oh, there was there was yeah. those assholes for that year going well actually guys it was the start that so like was 2001 me. that was yeah. me I was 11 yeah, or that's, 10, that's 10. great. That's right. That's fine. I was <laughs> seventeen, uh, sixteen, seventeen. So um, yeah. So it, so I think my, that partial hatred towards that word is there, but um, but also the way people just talk about millennials is like really like like they're talking down to millennials all the time. But anyway, he talked about the research uh, towards this age group, and he said that um, part of the reason why they set up this touristy center was because they found in that research that millennials will pay more for an experience right. than for a product. And they're more likely to buy an experience if they think it will be a good experience than they mm. are to buy a product. And so that's why they were turning like, this center into like, a focus for them uh, and their brand. But, uh, now, I'm just having this thought. Like, is it bad that we're talking about this? Like... Well, that's why I'm not mentioning the brand <laughs> Okay, <name>. okay. <laughs> Because that's what that's why. So nobody yeah. knows who I'm talking about yeah. right now, unless you personally know me, and then they can't personal. They can't. Right. They can't okay. police my mind. Okay, I hope not. I hope not. Uh, um, and I have I have been to the place, and it is really good. Like it's a it's a good time. Like it is a good experience. Right. Uh, but yeah. So I I I found that sort of stuff interesting enough. But like I just I really do hate corporate speak. Um, that that version of like uh. Like they're 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 rewording everything to sound like cool. It's it's just <laughs> all right, whatever. Brand advocates. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you you've been there. You've never done like a a job in a touristy place though, have you? I mean, I worked at a I worked at Slattery's, which is a pub in Dublin that had a lot. It had a lot of locals, but it also had a lot of tourists, and we were always pushed that that end was always pushed you know what to do with the tour because it was sort of like so I was was not usually a bartender sometimes I was behind the bar but usually I was a waitress right and so 
like the bartenders would get the locals because the locals would be the people who would sit at the bar, you right. know, and almost everyone who sat at a table was a tourist. And so we were taught a lot about like how to talk to tourists and you have to ask them if they've been here and there and blah, 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 blah. And did you find that like American tourists were like happy to see another American or yeah. were they kind of annoyed to see an American in Ireland? No, they were happy. Americans, like Americans are so friendly. Like Americans are so like, oh my God, hey, la, 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 la. Oh, right. you're American, I'm American. You're Irish, we're Irish we're you know that's like you know I like that about Americans like I having lived away from the country for four years I can see a lot I, I think I see more about what it is to be American and that I think that's something good Americans in general are just very friendly and right. open that's, I don't know I would agree with that yeah like having been there a lot but yeah I always just wonder like if if you're a tourist and you're visiting another country and you meet someone from back home is it not like kind of like well i came here to meet irish people like what are you doing here yeah <laughs> yeah but i think a lot of them like liked the fact it's like oh how did you get here how are you living here oh that's amazing especially if they're especially if they were younger they could think oh that could be me like i could live in ireland because you know all americans we just want to really want to live in ireland <laughs> well i mean at least at least the irish americans do anyway yeah no but i do think i do think for your job is was wiser to um, have Irish people doing it. Well, a, a lot of a lot of people from other countries were interviewing for the job. Yeah, and you know, in that, I kind of yeah, I wondered. I assume I don't know. It's hard to tell with that sort of stuff, but it did it did make me giggle. Excuse me, I just ate dinner. Uh, <laughs> it did make me giggle. Um, just how many people from other countries come here, because like. We're a tiny nation, comparatively. Like, you know, we're not even the size of England, let alone Great Britain. Mm -hmm. um, we're not the size of France. We're not the size of Germany. We're not the size of Spain. We're not the size of Portugal. Like, most European countries are bigger than us. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, to get, like, you know, a lot of visitors, and we do seem to have a lot of visitors, at least people who stay for a year or two, yeah. Like, we get, like, tons from Australia and, well, like, America and Canada and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the Australia-America-Canada thing, especially America and Australia, is that thing of, oh, we have I Irish in our background. Yeah. And then beyond that, a lot of people from other countries, like from South America, Asia, and even other European countries, well, a lot of people come here, like, short-term to study English because it, at this point in time... It's the easiest English-speaking country to get a visa for. Well, yeah, God knows what the visa stuff is going to happen with England. I but, and even before, and I'm not even sure if it's the visa thing, but it's just in general. No, I think it is the visa thing. It's just harder. You know, like Ireland, I don't even know when it started, but I'm an EFL teacher, so there's just a lot of that in Ireland. Ireland somehow decided, oh, like this can be a thing that we do, and there's just tons of English as a foreign language colleges, and it's easy to get a visa for. Yeah, well, I suppose we, already, we always have pushed for tourism and stuff like that, mm. so we've always pushed for having people come visit us. Like, that was a whole national campaign a couple of years ago. And uh, actually, that was another thing in that presentation. I learned millions of things in that presentation, <laughs> let me tell you. So your man was talking about how, like, they're... Because he was, he was showing us their, like, visitor figures at the centre for the last, like, ten years or so. And he talk, he showed how, like, there was a drop around 2009, 2010. And he was like, that's obviously when the, you know, the, the crash happened, mm -hmm. the, the economic crash happened, mm -hmm. the, the, the depression um and uh and how they've gone back up since then uh but he talked about how like tourism is 
usually the one of the quickest uh, forms of like, consumerism or com- like you know capitalism or whatever mm. you want to call it uh, that um, that are one of the quickest to recover after ah. the depression uh, and so it made sense then because it was around that time that uh, they did uh, the gathering because around 2010 Ireland did this whole campaign called the gathering where they were trying to uh, encourage all the expats or people with Irish blood to return to Ireland for a visit during that year. It was a whole campaign oh they had for the God. whole year. Oh my God, I totally missed that because I would have been like, yes, I'm coming. Yeah, I think you missed it by a couple of years. Um, oh no, I, I mean, I just missed it. Like I don't, I wasn't aware of it happening. Well, when obviously I was... they didn't do their job then, did they? Yeah, <laughs> no, but I, I guess that's when I was in college and I was in another world entirely. Yeah, so, uh, but they did, it was around that time and it made sense. It was like, okay, we just had the crash and they were trying to encourage everybody to come mm. back over to try and make Gathering. that the cash. Yeah, that was the thing. And I did a play once that was called The Gathering to try and capitalize on that event happening. What? Yeah, I know, yeah. Well, you never actually, told me about this. Well, I told you, it was. you may not have realized what it was called because that was... That was the... Is this the one where you got on one knee and asked a girl to bang you? Yes, that was, oh, a, yeah. that was okay. the first play I ever did. Yeah, no, I know that, but yeah. I had, didn't know this had anything to do with that. Yeah, because that play was a basically a four uh, stories in one show play. Mm. So one of the stories was this uh, thing where I basically was dating a girl... And I inappropriately asked her to, because she wasn't going to have sex with me. It was, first of all, you know, hands up, it wasn't a good play. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to explain this, and I'm not expecting you to think it was good. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of, I was dating this girl, and she wasn't having sex with me. And so I tried to get her to have sex with me by doing the whole kind of proposal thing of right. taking her to a nice restaurant, right. getting down on one knee, and when I opened the boxes, the condom inside. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, will you bang me? Yeah. It's very romantic. It's very romantic, yeah. And that was the whole joke of it. Like, it was a comedy. Yeah. Um, and then another one of the other stories was uh, basically a, a co- committee, like a community committee, like a, like a, like a small village committee uh, trying to run the gathering. Um, for their town and trying to like come up with ideas for it. And it was trying to, it was basically mocking the whole idea okay. of the gathering and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, but he ended up calling it the gathering to try and like, you know, well, everyone's talking to about capitalize it. capitalize on the success of this yeah, so like they, tourism well, like, well, advertising campaign. Exactly. Like the, go- the government <laughs> has spent so much money advertising this campaign. A free so, press. Yeah, exactly. In a way it was kind of smart, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was my first play, and now I have to do this play. Uh, we have to do this play. Oh. She kills monsters. She kills monsters. Uh, which is interesting because I'm going to have to be, by all intents and purposes, it seems, and I don't think this is a secret. I hope it's not because I've been telling everybody anyway. Yeah. Uh, shirtless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> So here's the thing, baby. So mm. I'm, I'm going to be shirtless about this. I'm nervous about being shirtless to okay. a certain degree because I'm not hugely comfortable with my body or at least mm. currently how my body is. Um, and so I have been doing a little bit of exercising at home just to even just to feel confident more. It doesn't even necessarily have to change. I just yeah. have to feel more confident about my body. Mm. Um, and I know you've admitted before to being a jealous girl. Yeah. But you don't seem to be jealous about like 
other girls in the audience like seeing me half naked. I don't mind people. No, no, yeah, that's really interesting how how jealousies work differently. Like I don't mind people ogling you. Yeah. But no, I don't mind people ogling you from a distance. I I mind people putting their grubby, disgusting <laughs> fucking hands on you. That's what bothers me. <laughs> Or doing what I perceive to be flirting with you in front of me. Because right. here's the thing about it, too. Like, I trust you. Like, I fully trust you. Yeah. So it's almost just like, why is a woman doing this right now? Is this some kind of assertion a, of dominance? Yeah, like, it's a disrespect to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's disrespect to me. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why, which I don't also don't like. Yeah. Um, but I do have a problem with people ogling you. Um, and I don't know why yeah. that's different. I don't know why. But so if you saw somebody ogling me, what would you do? <sighs> I mean, like, it depends on the situation. There's so many yeah. different scenarios where that yeah. could be happening. Um, and, you know, honestly, there's, there's, some, there's some scenarios where I will victim blame in this. <laughs> oh, is this what we're going to talk about? <laughs> well, if you want to, we don't yeah, have to talk let's, about let's, it. Let's, yeah. So, uh, there was a scenario yeah, where was. you were dancing in a pub. Yes. And, and this wa- was after some woman did put her grubby hands on you. Now, do you think this was a result of that? As in the sense of, like, you were getting your own back? Absolutely not. Okay. And that's really important to get as well. But, it, okay. but like, no, it, it wasn't. It was actually more of just, like... Um, that pissed me off. Now I want to do something that makes me happy. Okay. So what happened and was... And my song came on. Okay. No, Work From Home did not come on. Okay. I have more than one song. Well, you said this my is, song. This so is one of, one my, of my songs. songs. Don't okay. leave me this way. Like, and that song has been with me for longer than Work From Home. Um, but anyway, so uh, it was a pub. And it was a pretty typical kind of Irish pub in a sense of like, you know, very wooden like furniture everywhere and uh, kind of, you know, had a bit of an old man sense to us. Doyle's. Yeah. But for, I'm trying to describe oh, for people who may not know. We have some American <laughs> yeah. listeners. Uh, so uh, the song came on and you were dancing and there is no dance floor you know, in this pub. Upstairs, there is a nightclub, but downstairs, there is no dance floor. And I wanted to go upstairs and dance the whole night, but yeah. but other people didn't, and, like, that's fine. But I, when I am going out and drinking, I love to dance. I really, really love she to does. dance. She does. She really does. And the whole night, I wanted to dance, and I wanted people to dance with me, but, like, nobody else was really feeling it. You so, were out with a bunch of nerds that night, yeah, so, like, nobody just, was going to do it. And that's okay, and, like, it just wasn't the vibe, and, like, okay, so my song came on, and I danced with myself, and I think I should be able to do that. <laughs> it wasn't the song Dancing With Myself by It wasn't. Robin, but, yeah. No, that's Dance Not My Own. Dancing With Myself oh, is sorry. Billy Idol. Oh, okay, excuse me. I was, yeah. I was thinking of the Robin one, though, I was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Uh, so uh, But the, the thing is about Darcy dancing is... Darcy is unable to dance unlike a stripper. <laughs> I'm sure I'm able to, You just but... don't want to. Well, I don't see it as being like a stripper, because I'm keeping my clothes on, This so. is true. Okay, I will rephrase it to a, a Beyonce backup dancer. Oh, that's so sweet. Yes, Darcy dances like a Beyonce backup dancer at all times. So she's like, even when she's dancing on her own, she's like, she's kind of grinding on air. <laughs> she's, you know, she's basically like a little snake hips, like mm-hmm. there's an imaginary pole that she's just dancing around. <laughs> 
uh, and I love how you dance and it's thank very sexy you. and I like dancing oh, with you. you. But at the same time, it's overtly sexual. Mm-hmm. And we live in Ireland, which is a very repressed sexual country. <laughs> so you wouldn't see that sort of dancing very often or at all mm-hmm. in Ireland or mm-hmm. in, in, especially in Irish pubs. So, of course, everyone within visual proximity of you and the male variety and the lesbian variety was, like, staring at you jaw agape and drooling. I don't think that's true, Internet baby. Points. I think that's very sweet that that's what you think. It's but a, I think, 100% I think maybe there on. was a sideways glance here or there and then everyone went about their business. Yeah. Now, in fairness, I didn't come over and, like, throw a shawl over you and, like, <laughs> you know, carry you off. I just came over and tried to dance with you and talk to you and basically try and, like, you know... Uh, without you realizing try and get you to stop yeah which was a sneak move because i was having a great time like that's the thing like i was having a great time dancing with myself listen i recognize that like i was the guy who had the problem in this situation well i don't know i'm interested to see what other people think about this yeah well you know uh I, i don't think they're like they're I don't think they're gonna have an effect on how we deal with this in the future, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, I th- I still I'm not sure that we know how we're dealing with this in the future. Well, we we kind of agreed. <laughs> so afterwards, we had a long discussion about it, but um, because I did I because I even kind even had to say like I felt uncomfortable. I don't know if that was a problem, like my my feeling uncomfortable mm-hmm. is that is my bullshit or if that's some stuff. But I had I kind of like told you how I felt about it. Yeah. Because it, there is a bit of a cultural difference mm-hmm. as far as like how we you know because you show a lot of public affection displays of affection mm-hmm. to me, and it gets a lot of attention because a lot of Irish people don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is rare. And people often talk about us as if, like, they don't see that sort of affection between couples. I mean, mm-hmm. we're often told how cute we are, but we're told that because, you know, you're very handsy. <laughs> uh, and they're sort of like, they're all like, oh, that's so sweet. Because, like, you know, they it, they notice it. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of wrapped up in this as well. And also, like, the thing about it is, you know, you, and I, and I do, I understand where you're coming from. You see it as, just the way I see, like, girls flirting with you in front of me, you see me doing that as disrespectful to you. I know, and I hate, I, because it's kind of breaking the rules of feminism to a certain degree <laughs> to think that. Uh, because it's the idea of like you can't do something because you know I have a problem with it, mm-hmm. but uh, but the, the that's way, marriage. That's marriage. <laughs> that's the way it goes. Um, but there is there is a certain degree of okay, you know, this does give off a bit of a signal of you if you're on your own mm-hmm. and dancing sexily. It kind of like is kind of saying like you know like. Any guy that wants me, just come to me, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. But I'm not. Like, if anyone came yeah. near me, I would be like, get away. Like, yeah. you know, and I've always been like that, even when I was single. I don't, like, I don't want to dance with a guy. He will, except for you, but any other guy will cramp my fucking style and will get in my way. I want to grind up on the air, not on you, sir. Yeah. Like, I've never wanted to dance with guys. They ruin my, my mojo. Yeah, and I know that. Yeah. You know, I know that, but it's, it's, as a, as a guy 
seeing another guy because that's the thing you I know other guys are going to take this as an invitation mm-hmm. I know it's not an invitation mm-hmm. I know it's not you, you know, I know you don't even have them in your mind when you're doing this not at all but I have that thing of knowing that a confrontation could happen as a result of this okay so basically a guy could come up to you and while you're perfectly capable of like brushing them off yeah it's hard for me to like not have to get involved and that makes sense yeah that that makes sense like that's the thing like i i understand i understand where you're coming from yeah like most of it feels like it's just it's going to be the start of a fight Mm-hmm. like part of it is just being scared of a fight breaking out because <laughs> of this yeah uh, and that's what a lot of that comes from I think mm-hmm. because I don't I don't for a second think that you're gonna run off and do right. something with somebody right and I don't for a second think that you can't handle a guy coming up to you yeah but I mean part of it is just A not wanting a guy to come up to you in the first place mm-hmm. and then part of it is also that I feel like you know a cause if there's an asshole yeah. Who's just going to be an asshole about it and like not take no for an answer yeah. from you and like then I'm going to have to get involved and tell right. him to fuck off and then right. a fight could break out. Right. And so these are the scenarios that run through my yeah. mind. <laughs> and then I would feel like an asshole in that scenario. <laughs> Mind doing my little dance moves. But um but yeah, no, it's interesting because yeah, both of us it's not cuz we I think we trust each other totally, but it's yeah. that it's it has to do in some sense you're afraid of like a fight breaking out, which is a very sort of primal, like, male dominance hierarchy thing. And I'm just looking at the more subtle ways that, like, females assert dominance. And, yeah. you know, putting your fucking hands on my man is one of them, and it's not okay with me. But, yeah, but back to the thing about you being shirtless and being ogled, like, that that doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me at all. Like, and when people, like, tell me that they think that you're hot, like, I'm just like, yeah, he is. Like, I'm that doesn't bother me. So... But would it bother you if I was shirtless on stage? If you were shirtless, yeah. you're still wearing a bra. Uh, sure. Uh, no, I'm not wearing a bra. Oh, yeah, 100% I'd have a problem with that. Okay. Uh, would you be comfortable with me being completely naked on, on stage? Yeah, I would. I, yeah, I would. Okay, so there is a line of, like, this penis is for your eyes only. No, I said I would be comfortable. Oh, sorry, I thought you yeah. meant a problem. Okay. No, I would be comfortable. Okay, no, I would not, like, not in a million years. But you doing a love scene with someone, that would be really hard for me. But you just being naked without with people just looking at you, that wouldn't bother me. But you having even like I get like when Shane has played your girlfriend in Kill the Monsters, got just I get it. Like I know that it's not logical, but it's like yeah. a twinge of jealousy to to see that interaction. So it's, but just it's people the, seeing you naked, no, that doesn't bother me. So it's the touching is where the line is drawn for you. Is touching? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and anything that I also see as being flirtatious, which you know that that has like a wide breadth. But yeah, yeah. I wish I wish the ogling didn't bother me because yeah. I I recognize like you know in 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 the the higher hide brain or whatever the fuck you call it like the like consciously I'm aware yeah that like you know it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that you know you know your body shouldn't be policed mm-hmm. and that uh, you're free to do whatever the fuck you want, um. But for like there, like you said, it's a primal thing. Yeah. It's like and you know, it's it's a it's a it's an old fashioned thing as well. Uh, and I wish it wasn't there, but it, it like I can't I can't dismiss those that like rise and like emotion yeah. when it happens. Yeah, and I understand where you're coming from in it too, and I want to respect that. 
But sometimes the girl just got to dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, you know, this, I, you, you, whenever you dance, you're going to dance, like, super sexy. So, uh, like, I've, I've seen you dance with your friends before, and that doesn't bother me, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, there's something about when... Well, that was a unique situation that I was the one person in the room dancing. So, of yeah. course, it was drawing attention. Even if it wasn't, like, sexual attention, it was just like, what is this bitch doing? You know, <laughs> so, like, it was drawing attention. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, feel, feel free to share your thoughts on yeah. the Darcy dancing solo scenario, <laughs> the DDSS. Uh, so if you if yeah if you're if you're feeling that uh, Aaron is right or wrong in the DDSS, uh, let us know in comments. I don't, I don't even think it's about right and wrong, you know, like I. I or res- or how better to deal with it maybe. Yeah, is a, is that's the thing. Way. Like, cause I I do respect your feelings around it, but you know, I'm a. I'm a dancer. I love to dance. I love to dance. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, unless you have anything else for this week, we can wrap it up there. Oh. Okay, that's what we'll wrap up. Uh, we will hopefully be back to a more uh, weekly schedule. I know we've been kind of uh, thrown off the horse a little bit, but rehearsals and, and uh, convention things have, have kind of mm-hmm. gotten the way. Um, but hopefully uh, for the foreseeable future we'll be back to normal um, if there's anything that you'd like to us to talk about in future episodes please let us know uh, you can leave us a comment or review uh, on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts as it's now known uh, I'm turning into one of those old men who call things <laughs> by like, their old name uh, but yeah go, go to Apple uh, Podcasts and uh, rate us uh, with those five stars um, it makes a huge difference uh, people always tell you like please do it and nobody ever does it because I'm the same I listen to podcasts and I don't re- review them but it does make a huge difference uh, you know for the amount of people that see us uh, when they go to Apple Podcasts but also um, you know it's, it's all that algorithm shit guys it's the reason why sometimes mm-hmm. you never see a post on Facebook you know mm-hmm. algorithms make a huge difference and Google searches and shit like that mm-hmm. so please uh, do that stuff uh, in the meantime you, uh, do, you do it. You do it. No, no, I want to do it together. Oh, okay. Wait, do we have? We don't. We're making okay, up one up every right, time. So we're gonna do it together. Yeah. Okay. And so in the meantime, keep, keep it, it going. going. Yeah, keep it going, guys. <laughs> <laughs>